But harvest time, harvest time. Bible says you sow, you wait, and you receive. Seed, time, and harvest. So some people harvest time is this this last quarter. Some people it's going to be sowing this last quarter. So nobody's season is exactly the same. But you have to sow to receive. But the time, the patience that it takes is the patience that Jesus sends when you obey him. He will not send his patience to you till you obey his word and obey what he says to you. Then it's his patience that takes over. And I'm feeling him building right now. It's his patience that takes over while you're waiting on the harvest. If you have sowed prayer, if you had sowed money, whatever you God told you to sow, there's a harvest. It's a law, a spiritual law that comes into effect. And if you'll just obey the word of God, obey his voice, obey his word, his, his patience is a spirit. It's called the spirit of patience. It's a fruit. It comes on you and in you. And this amazing patience takes place while you're waiting on your promise. That's how it works. And then you begin to live a life of patience. I mean, it's a, it's a lifestyle now. And it's unbelievable how it feels, how you're patient with people, how you can see what people go through, and you're patient with them. That's love. Love is patient with people. And when you're patient with people, God releases your harvest. He releases the harvest. The season has no time. Think about that. We have, a, for, we have four seasons in our time. But God's season has no time. It's up to our obedience. And when I say obedience, do not fear. Every time he told the old prophets and the old the saints in there, he said, do not fear just before he did something miraculous. He said, do not fear. Be of good courage. He never told him what he was going to do, but they stepped and walked right into the miraculous. We have to be the same way. Those are Old Testament prophets and men of God that were tutors for us. And now we have what they desired, the Holy Spirit, the resurrection spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. Can you imagine what you haven't even tapped into yet? And the resurrection spirit only releases itself for a resurrection in your life in obedience. That's how you can get that resurrected life is walk a life of obedience. And faith comes first. Faith does not operate unless it's operating through love. God will never release his grace till faith is working through love. Because when faith is working through love, man, I'm telling you, it's easy to obey God. Because you feel his faith you feel his love to obey his word. Because he said, if you love me, you obey me. Amen. I don't care how much word you got and how much word you need. If you don't know how to love, it's useless. It's absolutely useless. The Bible says it's in vain 
That's godliness with no power. A form of godliness. We can form our own godliness and have no power because we have no love. And listen, if, if we're not in touch with God, we'll never be able to love people. It'll always be conditional. That's what I love about this ministry. The people to come through the door for the first time, they're not in touch with that vertical relationship or they wouldn't come through the door. They're searching. And they got a hunger for God. And God led them right to this place. And the first time thing we do, we love them. They got issues. They got problems. We love them. We never look at their issues. We never condemn them for their issues. We take note of them to realize what kind of spirit is operating so that we can pray for them. Amen. And we love them right into a vertical relationship with God. And once you're in touch with that kind of love, I call it a resurrection love. It flows out to the people. And, and it's easy to love people. You don't get wore out loving people. And that's what kingdom life is about. It's about love. It's about loving people. It's about tapping into God. And once you love people, God will meet every one of your desires. I don't have one desire that has not been met yet. Not one. I don't have anything to pray about except for that building and kingdom life direction where it's going. And every year, God gives me direction for kingdom life right on time. It's always in December. This is what we're going to do next year. It's his ministry. It's his people. It's his church. And even as, as ministers get ordained, we gotta, we got to remember that, that it's his ministry. It's his church. We have to stay in touch with him to be able to hear him, to build the ministry out of testimony. Ministry is not built unless it's built out of testimony. Amen. Beautiful. We won't keep it long tonight. I'm going to go into some worship songs. And the Lord said, don't, don't be too long tonight. He said, to, to let the families enjoy the families. And have some testimonies. Zenny's going to teach on communion. We're going to have communion. Because it's supposed to be glory night. But he's already been glorified. He's been glorified through these testimonies. And, I, and the marriages that were reconciled at that, at that wedding. I'm telling you, when I was standing behind that pulpit, I call it the pulpit. I don't know why they call it a pulpit. Um, I never figured out why they call it a pulpit. Podium. But when, I, when, when Tori came up on that golf cart, the glory fell. The bride showed up. And listen, Jesus showed up with her. The presence didn't come till she showed up. And that just blessed my heart because I knew he was going to show up didn't know when because whenever he releases me to do something he's going to show up but for him to show up that early and touch the people and the message of love pierced their hearts God gave me so many little nuggets that just pierced communicated to everybody and marriages got reconciled people that didn't know what love was <laughs> said, wow, I know what love is. I'm going back to this person now. Because love really does conquer everything. Love makes it easy for you. There's no struggle in love. Absolutely no struggle. If you've got a struggle in love, then something's wrong. You've got some selfishness going on. 
If you have a struggle, there's some selfishness going on. Love, love is peace. Peace is love. And we can walk in love, we can walk in peace and obtain every promise of God. There are certain promises that you will not receive until your mate comes because she's got her portion. But as I mentioned in the, in the message, there's over 30,000 promises in the Bible. And how many Christians do you think are walking in 30,000 promises? You've got to get in touch with God. And it flows right down into your life so that you can be a blessing to others. Amen. But that was a kingdom marriage. Every marriage that we performed out of this place has been a kingdom marriage. It wasn't like the religious marriage taking place. It was a sought after third heaven revelation from God on how to do this. Because I'm a builder. Really, I'm a builder. It shows you what God can do with someone who can pursue him. I, I was telling Brooke the other day, you don't have to be smart to be rich. You just have to know God. You just have to know God. He gives you so much wisdom. And people will think you're a genius and never went to high school. It's the wisdom that conquers the devil. And you can't get wisdom except from God. It says it proceeds from his throne. Amen. Come on up, baby, and teach on this communion, and we're going to take communion and go into worship for a little while, and y'all can leave when you need, want to leave, but it might last about 10 o'clock. Mason gave me the definition of pulpit. The raised stand for preachers. See, we don't have a raised stand. It's a podium. Sounding board. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to go up to the sounding board. Amen. Let's give, let's go to our Abba and, and just talk to him for a moment. Heavenly Father, Abba, my daddy, our daddy. Thank you, Lord, for all this beautiful testimony and the love that you have just poured out and your miraculous power that you've demonstrated in the lives of these people with their testimony. Father, we just want to thank you for your unending, unbounding, immeasurable love that comes forth. Every time we think that we've seen just peace of your love, Lord, you reveal more and more and more. Oh, God, we just give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So he just told me when we were in the car that I was going to do communion, which, which I love. Praise God. I, I love communion, though. And every time that uh, I do communion, uh, like with myself, just me and the Lord, he always takes me uh, different routes. So I'm just asking the Lord to guide me right now in speaking about communion. We know that in partly communion, we have two elements. We have the bread and we have the blood, the, the cup that resembles the blood of Jesus. That bread represents his body. And he said that my flesh was broken. It says that he, by his stripes we were healed. 
So he gave his body. He gave everything of himself. The blood is for the forgiveness of sins. And I love it because when we break the bread, we can break every curse off of our life. Some of us have curses in our lives that have been in operation from our ancestors, from our parents. Some of us have been experienced divorce or uh, loss of life, early uh, deaths. Um, some of us have experienced things in our families and ancestors, uh, murderous, angerous, anger spirits and uh, strife and all kinds of evil activity that have been passed down to us. And many of us don't know. It's like we struggle to be close to God. We struggle to understand love, but it can seem afar. It can seem aloof, like God is way out there. And we just get glimpses of his love. But what's so beautiful about this particular thing that the Lord said, do this in remembrance, is that this is a time where we can just literally begin to touch the very expression of his love, have something that we can physically touch and partake of his expression of love. And so every curse that is in our life, every uh, thing that's rolling around in the back of our mind, things that we have to overcome, things that we struggle with. All of these things can be broken in a moment. And you say, how can this happen in a moment? But it does happen in a moment. You, you think about how Adam and Eve, in one act of disobedience, he said, don't eat of this tree. In one simple act, it threw the entire world into a curse. One act of obedience. The Lord says that obedience is more precious, more valuable to him than sacrifice. Amen. So when we do this, the Lord said, do this in remembrance of him. And he said to do it often. When we do this in obedience, we are, we are connecting ourselves with God at a level. And we can begin to experience his love. We can begin to experience his forgiveness, not only for ourselves, but for all of our ancestors. We can cover them with the blood. We can cover every sin and iniquity that's ever touched our souls, ever touched our blood. And it can be completely dispelled in an act of obedience. And you think, well, I may take that. I may not feel any different. You may not feel anything. But I'm going to tell you, if you obey the Lord, it doesn't matter what you feel because what's happening in the spirit realm is happening. And you will see the fruit. The Lord said that anything that you do to, to come towards him, he says there is a reward for those who seek him. There is a reward for those who pursue him. And it may not be an immediate thing. You may not feel like I'm immediately healed. You may not feel like all these curses are immediately gone. But it doesn't matter what you feel because your feelings are fickle. And they've been infected by Satan. Amen? So your feelings are fickle. We don't go by feelings. We go by the word. And there's a word. He came into this earth. 
He came, the Holy Spirit, God the Father, the Son, they all came in the form of flesh. In the form of flesh. It's, and, they, and it changed the world forever. For the great light has come into the earth. Amen. And when we do this, we're touching that flesh. We're touching that blood that paid for everything. It paid for every curse to be broken. It paid for every death to be gone. So you have life on your life. You have life in, your, in everything you put your hand to. has life on it. Every time you speak, it has life. It brings life. Amen? Everything that we do now is the kingdom of God is in us. And so we activate the kingdom. We activate it by touching his expression of love. He said to do this because it is him. And he said to remember it and remember it often. Now the word says that some do not discern the body of Christ. It says many saints are sick and they die because they have not discerned the body of Christ. And I was thinking today, what is that? That's when you take this body and you take this cup and you don't hold any value to it. You just take it like, well, this is some sort of ceremony. And this is exactly what Esau did when he lost his inheritance. He wanted, uh, he sold his inheritance for a bowl of lentils. He thought, oh, uh, who cares about inheritance? The blessing was the inheritance. The very blessing that's passed down, that is laid on the child. You know, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, when they received that blessing, the power, and he thought, oh, I just want this lentils. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give this inheritance. I, 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 that's nothing to me. So he was so focused on something so worldly. A bowl of lentils? He sold his birthright to the blessing. And then Jacob got it. Amen? How many of us want to tap into the blessing? You can't live in this world a victorious life without it. You're going to struggle. You're going to go around in circles like a little rat on a little wheel and never, ever attain it. You can work and work and work. You're going to be working a curse. You can try to make relationships work. Try, try, try. You'll be working a curse. You can try in your finances, everything you do, it, but you're working a curse. This world fell into a curse. And there's one way, one thing that activates the blessing, and it is Jesus. It is Jesus. He is the one. All through the word, who healed you? Jesus. It's Jesus. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And he said, he said, do this in remembrance. We discern the body. We discern the power, the importance, the value of the body that was broken for us so that we can be healed, so that we can live in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven activated on earth. And Jesus said, when he taught us to pray, he said, give us this day our daily bread. 
That's why if you don't make a practice of communion daily in your home, then begin to do it. You will feel so much power. And I'm not talking about feelings, emotional feelings. I'm talking about something real. You're going to come in touch with a power and a certainty. Everything that you've ever struggled with can be solved right there at that, that table. That, that, it's like drawing a line in the sand. It's a bloodline. And it seals off the devil. He cannot steal your family. He cannot steal your love. He cannot steal your relationship. He cannot steal your finances. He cannot steal any more from your life. Amen? Because your life is redeemed. It's in a plan. Amen? And the Lord reveals the plan. Everything. And then we attain it through patience. Amen? Amen. This is a very wonderful time that we activate. We touch his expression of love. He said to it. And when you do this, think of him. Think of him. Think of him serving you that bread that he broke. His body was laid out for you to have every curse broken. The crown of thorns was placed upon his head so that you wouldn't have to work thorns and thistles, that you would not have to work the ground with the sweat of your brow. You are redeemed. You are redeemed. And now we work with the joy of the Lord in our heart. Amen. Amen. Everything is redeemed. Whatever it is you've struggled with, your your home life, your, your family life, your ancestors, whatever it is, it's all can be changed in a moment. Step into the blessing. Step into the kingdom. Step into the power. Discern the body and the blood. Amen. We're going to come up. And as we look at this matzah, the Jews had this bread made, unleavened bread. The Lord taught them before they left Egypt, don't even wait for the bread to rise. Gird up your loins because you're going to go out and leave Egypt in total victory. And the Jews had this, this bread. It had to be done a certain way. They said it had to be pierced. It had to have holes in it. It had to be pierced. It had to be unleavened so that it would not be raised. Un the leaven represents sin. So there was no sin. A little, a little leaven spoils the whole lump. A little bit. There has to be no sin. None. And then if you'll notice that the bread had to be slightly scorched, slightly burned. And when we look at this, I think of the body of Christ because his body was broken. It was pierced, and then the full wrath and fury and flames of sin and all its punishment was laid on his body. And he received the full payment of the price of sin. The wages of sin is death, and he received it in full fury and fire and he went into hell 
and he made a spectacle of Satan, a laughing stock. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. And so as we take this bread, as we take this bread, Heavenly Father, we take this bread in obedience. We touch this expression that you gave your own flesh. You came into the earth, the uncomprehensible God, the almighty one, the inconceivable one, the one who never had a birth. You came in the form of flesh. And then you took your flesh and all of the wrath of God, the punishment for the breaking of the law was laid on this flesh bore the whole curse in this flesh. I thank you, Lord, that when we take this bread, we acknowledge, O oh Lord, that the curse is broken off of our lives, off of our children, off of our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, off of us, and off of our finances, off of our relationships, our businesses, off of everything. Oh, Lord, you gave your body to redeem the whole earth. I thank you, Lord. We can be a part. And we do this in obedience. And we don't do this lightly. We know that when we take this bread, we are activating all of heaven to unleash every blessing. In Jesus' name, we take it in obedience. And now, Lord, we lift up this cup, the blood. Oh, Lord. The hell trembles at this blood. This blood washed away every sin. This blood washes away every right that the enemy can have. This blood stops him in his tracks. All of hell trembles at this blood. This blood, O oh Lord, is the very life of God unleashed in us. Lord, we do this in re remembrance of you, knowing that you shed your blood. And now we have a covenant with the highest heaven, a covenant of blood. In Jesus' name, we take and activate the full blessing, the full power, the full rights of the kingdom of God on earth. In Jesus' name, amen. I thank you, Lord. You just take a minute, knowing that right now, that there is a shift that's taking place in our lives, in our future, in our children, in all of the inheritance of our lives. Oh, Lord, your shift is taking place. Thank you, Lord. We receive your love. We receive your blessing. We receive your power. We receive your life. We receive every fruit of the Holy Spirit.
We receive your joy. We receive your peace. We receive your patience. We receive your faith. I thank you, Lord. We receive your goodness. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing in us now. We give you all the praise, all the glory, all the promises <laughs> activated. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Glory. 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 Yes. Thank you, Father. We release the healing. Glory. Creative miracles. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, for some of us, you're going to rewrite the book. A new page is written in their book. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen.